Now, if you really believe that, just say amen like you mean it. I want you to turn with me to Isaiah chapter 55. And as I read this tonight, when I tell you the title of my message, uh, you're probably going to be a little lost, but that's all right. Because when the Lord told me what he told me, I was lost. So what I'm going to bring to you tonight is something the Lord told me about six weeks ago. How many of you have been here with me the last six weeks, seven weeks? Amen. Amen. You've been here? Have you seen a change in the spirit in the church? Have you seen a change in the excitement level in the church? Mm -hmm. aren't, aren't you seeing people more on the fire for the Lord in some areas? Amen. Yeah. The Lord told me this six weeks ago. It took me a little while to grab it, but I grabbed it. Now God said, all right, now you got to go tell your people the same thing. Now tonight, I see a couple of visitors here with us, and I just want to say you're welcome here at Living Water. We come in as we are. We act the way we are. We don't put on a show. We're a bunch of country folks that lived in sin for a long time, and God got a hold of us and changed us. And we're thankful tonight that God shed his blood for us and washed us free and clean, and we worship the Lord. And we want you to worship the Lord. We want you to feel comfortable. So if we get a little loud, don't get a little upset. Don't get scared. We ain't going to bother you too bad. We just going to love you. Amen. We're going to treat you. We're going to treat you like you're one of us. Amen. The minute you walked into the door, uh, whether you realize it or not, you invited me in your life. So hello. How you doing? Good to have you here tonight. Amen. I'm excited. How many is excited? I got a couple up here at the front. What about the back? Is the back excited? Oh, I still believe I might have to throw some water on them. So what do you think? <laughs> Whether you believe it or not, we are already in revival here in the church. Everybody just say we're in revival. Now, we're not having meetings every night, but God is doing something in our church, and he's reviving the church. He's reviving the spirit of the church. In fact, we already are in the second stage of revival, and we're almost ready to go into the third. Now, when we go into the third, we got, we got some equipped Sunday night. Those of you that missed church services over the weekend, shame on you. I, I wish that you felt good enough to come. And if you didn't have the opportunity to come, listen to the messages that have been sent out. Because on Sunday evening, the Holy Ghost visited us around the altar. Some people got the power of the Holy Ghost in their life. They're back here tonight. Then they showed up at Street Talk Ministries on Monday, and they went down to the street, and God blessed them too. So Bladenborough is slowly being taken for the love of Jesus Christ. Amen. So if you're ready for revival, I just want you to say, I'm ready, Lord. Mm -hmm. Pour it out, Lord. Amen. Isaiah chapter 55, verse number 8. See, y'all get the opportunity to sit out there and enjoy yourself. I'll work for about three hours over here. <laughs> when I tell you the title of my message tonight, this may not sound like it is coming out of this, but it does. Because God is giving you a directive. Just look at that person right beside me and say, God is going to command you tonight. He's charging you tonight. And you must move in what God charges you to do here tonight. Amen. Verse number eight. I've read it before. For my thoughts are not your thoughts. 
Neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. For as the rain cometh down, and the snow from heaven, and returneth not thither, but watereth the earth, and returneth not thither, but watereth the earth, and maketh it bring forth and bud, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. So shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mind, mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereinto I sent it. Now, I'm going to read that again in another translation, but first off, I want you to look at the word thoughts. For you to understand what the Lord's wanting you to understand tonight, you've got to get a good understanding of that word. It's more than just thinking. That word in Hebrew for thoughts is two words. It's makashadef, makashabeth. So sometimes I murder how you explain it or you pronounce it. But the word literally means contrivance, to contrive something. It means to use a skill to bring something about or use a skill or a gift to create something out of nothing. You hear what I said, amen? goes further than that. It means an intention. It also means a plan. It means turning over thoughts. And it means to design an invention. Not only does it mean designing that invention, it, it takes in the process of designing a pattern or a plan for an action or for a device. So what God is saying here is he's saying, the way you think we are supposed to do the job that we're supposed to do All right. is 180 degrees different than the way God says it's supposed to be done. Yeah. Our church and many other churches have mistakenly felt that if they do certain things this way, that they're doing exactly what God will want to do. And I've learned in my life and in my ministry that God does things 180 yeah. degrees different than what I think it should be done. Yeah. Sometimes in my ministry, I want to jump all over somebody and just tear them from limb to limb. But God don't want that to happen. His thoughts and his plan and his intention is completely different. God has designed something for you. God has designed an invention for you. I want you to look at your neighbor and say, there's something brand new waiting on me. How many believe that tonight? Say, there's something brand new waiting on me. I want you to also look at that word ways. It's very easy to pronounce that one. That is the word Derek. Derek. We've got a lot of our friends that are named Derek. That word Derek means a trodden road. It means a course of life, a mode of action, a road that is walked on on a journey. It means the distance between the foot as you take a step. I want you to notice that. It's saying my thoughts, my plan, my invention, what I have been thinking on you, what I've been contriving for you, is not what you're thinking it is. And my ways, my steps, 
the distance between your steps and my steps are not the way you think it is. That should give some spiritual people a revelation already. First off, when you take a step, God is saying, I'm with you in between. So wherever you're going, God, from the time you begin to the time you end, God is doing something in between. Smile at somebody and say, God's already got it took care of. So if you take one step, he's already took care of the beginning. He's took care as you are going over that. And he's taking care of you when you take that step. And when you go to take another step, he covers that area too as well. So what it means is, is that God's way of getting things done in your life is not the way you think it should be done. Many times when you pray and you ask God to answer a prayer, he'll answer it. But not the way that you think it's supposed to be answered. He'll answer it completely different, 100%. Someone say amen like you mean it, amen? Now, I want to read this to you in the Septuagint. That is the first Greek Bible that was ever written. And I want you, this is the Bible that Jesus had, that the apostles had. I want you to look at it as we look at verse 11 again. And I'm going to read it exactly how it is preached, how it's written out in the Septuagint. He says, so shall it be with my rhema word. Everybody say rhema. rhema. Now, the rhema word is a word that is not just the thought. It is a spoken word that turns to instruction. Amen. It is a word not just thought about, but a word that is released out of a mouth. Now, notice what he says here. He says, so shall it be with my rhema word, whichever shall come forth from out of my mouth. So God is saying from out of his mouth, when the rhema word comes out of his mouth, his rhema word will not return void. Amen. But he goes on and he says in the Septuagint, he says, In no way shall it return unto me empty. It will not return unto me until it, whenever it should finish as much as I wanted it to finish. Amen. Amen. And then he goes on with this and he says, And I will prosper your ways. Right. Now, in between prosper and your ways is a definition of that word prosper in the original Greek Bible. And it means this. It says the word prosper means to give you help on the road and cause you to succeed in reaching your goal and to succeed in your business. Amen. Everybody say amen. Amen. Now, some of y'all's mind went immediately to your physical business that you got. That's what he's talking about. He's talking about the business of the ecclesia. Amen. The ecclesia is what we call the church. Yes. I hate that word, the church, because that word was never used in the original Bible. It was slipped in there by the translators, and it's got the church's focus on the church when God says our focus must be on the mission. Amen. The church does not have a mission. The mission has a ecclesia. We are a called out political assembly. We are the cabinet of King Jesus himself. And our job is to put his governmental power and reign into existence here in our culture and change our world. That's right. That's right. All right, y'all got me tonight. Amen. But he goes further than that. He said, I'm going to help you on the road and I'm going to cause you to succeed in reaching your goal and succeed in your business and in your journey. And then he finishes it up and he says, and in my precepts. Everybody holler out and say precepts. precepts. Mm -hmm. 
and Genesis like this. The word of precepts there is the word injunction. Anybody ever had an injunction done against you? Some of you have. Throw your hands up because you went to jail. That's an injunction. God says that he will even make sure that his injunctions are prospering. He's other words saying that when I rule on your case up in heaven, I am put, putting an injunction in your life. I am given a verdict to what is going on. And I believe that here very uh, a few months ago, God's holy gavel came down in heaven. Blam. And he ruled on living water worship center. I believe the devil got his face full when God pulled down that gavel and said, I'm ruling in the favor of my defendant. I believe that God has raised us up and he says my injunctions are going to be brought forward. That word injunction means a judicial order that restrains a person, but not only restrains a person, this now, it restrains a person from beginning or continuing an action of threatening or invading the legal right of another. Somebody in this house needs to say amen. In other words, when God's holy gavel come down, bam! He said, you can't go back in the living water anymore, devil. Uh, everybody holler out like you mean it. Say amen. He said, you can't go back and bother living water worship center no more. I'm putting something over them. I'm giving the verdict over them. You can't even threaten them anymore. You can't begin nothing on them anymore. And every action that you have and works against them is ceasing in the name of Jesus Christ. Somebody in here ought to already be shouting. That means you've already delivered. That means you've already blessed. That means you already brought out of the mess you in. That means that you've got everything you need up in heaven. That means you are everything inaccessible, accessible unto you up in heaven. There ain't a thing that is held back from you. You can have everything you want by the power of God himself that is ruled against the enemy. The enemy cannot defeat you. The enemy will not take you now. We got the power. Look at somebody and say, now walk in it. Hmm. I like that, amen. Goes on further. And it says you cannot even evade the legal right of another or that or anything that compels a person to carry out a certain act. You have to make restitution. Amen. I'm not ready to come off of this too. He said, You got to make restitution. For every injury that you have done against Living Water Worship Center. Devil, I'm telling you right now, I'm releasing the word of God right now in this house. You're going to have to make restitution for everything that you have tried to do here in Living Water Worship Center. You've got to restore every bank account that you stole from it. You've got to restore every health body that there is up under my voice. You have got to do it, and you got to do it right now in the name of Jesus. I proclaim it. I decree it. You've got to file down before Jesus himself and say he's king of kings and he's lord of lords. I want you to know right now, every addiction that hell has tried to take you down with, I stand against it in the power of the Holy Ghost and I release the rhema word of God. It is over in the name of Jesus. Look at somebody here today and say it's done in Jesus' name. He's got to restore and give you restitution. Mm. Lord help me Jesus That means 
Everything he stole from you is laying right there for you to get up and go get it back. And when you go get it back, that word restitution in the Bible means everything he took from you, he's got to give it back to you four different times. Somebody in this house better shout like they mean it. That means every dollar he stole from you, get ready for four more to come back. Amen. Every year he stole from you, he get ready for four more to come your way. Everything that he come into your life and tried to take away from you, God said, right now we're standing in a new era and I'm pouring out my injunction on the church and on the devil and I will make sure that my injunction and my judicial verdict will come to success. Devil, you got to restore everything that hell took away from us. Somebody in this house ought to stand up and give God a good hand clap of praise today. Mm, we in revival. Slap somebody say we in revival. Mm -hmm. I wonder how many prayer warriors I got here tonight in the name of Jesus that can come along with me and agree with me right now that the devil has got to restore everything that he stole from you four different times. He's got to bless you four different times. Right now, angels are being released up from the throne room in heaven and they are getting stationed in your life right now. God is moving in your life and in your finances. He's moving right now in your business. He's moving right now in this church. Everyone that walked out of this door, God said, I'll bring four more back to you because I've ruled on living water's case and you won the victory. Stand up and give God some glory here today like you mean it. Now everybody all together say, Devil, give me my paycheck. Say it again. Say, Devil, in the name of Jesus, give me my paycheck. Reach out there and put it in my hand. Put it right there right now. Give me my money back. Give me my health back. Give me my deliverance back. Give me my blessing back. Give me my power back. God on my, give me my spirit back. Give me my joy back. Give me my happiness back. Give me back my shout. Give me back my joy. Give me back what the hell stole from me. Now, tonight, in the name of Jesus. Somebody shout out, amen. Oh, you sit down for me. Great. I've already preached. I can go home. But the title of my message tonight is Activate Your Mantle. Smile at somebody and say, Activate Your Mantle. Say it again. Say, Activate Your New Mantle. Six weeks ago, God spoke that to me in my garage. He said, Kip, Activate Your New Mantle. I read this scripture. I looked through it. I said, Lord, what in the world are you talking about? I said, Lord, I can't stand before these people and not understand what you're talking about. And he told me, he said, I want you to look at that where it says, when the rhema word of God comes out of my mouth, when it is decreed, when it comes out of my mouth, it will not return void. It will keep right on working. It will keep right on working. It'll keep right on working. When it don't look like it's working, it'll keep right on working. When the devil says it ain't working, it'll keep right on working. When that prophetic word is decreed and it commences out of the mouth of God and it is uttered by a prophet in the earthly realm, it'll keep right on working. 
It'll go against every obstacle that there is in the world. It'll go against every disease and every infirmity that there is in the world. It will stand up against everything that hell has, has in its arsenal to throw against it. Because God said, listen to me now, God said, it came out of my mouth and my prophet repeated exactly what I had to say. And it's not that the prophet said it, it's that I said it. And my word will not return void. I'm going to restore to you your relationship. I'm going to restore to you your life. I'm going to give you a brand new life. It's a new dawn. It's a new morning. It's a new sunset. It's a time for us to rise up and give praise and glory unto God. It's a time right now that we shine out in the power of Almighty God and scare the hell out of this world and get them back into the church like they need to be. Get somebody beside of you and say, activate your new mantle. Lord Jesus, you got to help me tonight. Amen. He said, no way will my word return empty. He said, it will not come back void. It will not be devoid of truth. It will be not be destitute of spiritual wealth. And it will not be fruitless. This word will prosper you on your journey. This word will help you to succeed in your business that I have given you and accomplishing your goal and getting you what needs to be done. Rhema words are injunctions. They are judicial orders that restrain the devil, restrains every one of his imps, and restrains every one of your physical enemies here on this earth from even beginning an action against you. Amen. Somebody just holler out and say, I am free in the name of Jesus. It stops Satan from even threatening you. Yeah. Oh my God, wouldn't you just love to live a few days without the devil threatening you? Amen. Getting you so scared. The whole church got scared to death of the devil when he come out there with COVID-19. A little teeny germ that you can't even see on the pinpoint of your index finger. And we got so scared we shut down the church and we told people they don't need to come. But my God said when the rainbow word of Almighty God is released and it comes out of my mouth and it's activated by my prophet, he said it will continue to work. When you don't see it working, it's going to be working. I'm going to continually do it. I'm going to work on it and it shall be done and I will prosper you and I will be sure that the verdict that I have given on your life, it shall succeed. Somebody in this house needs to give God some glory. Amen. Stops hell from invading your legal rights. Some of us need to start standing up with our legal rights. The Bible says that when you're behind the bloodline, the devil can't cross over it. Mm -hmm. The Bible says when the blood was put over the doorpost, death can't come into your house. So today over there in the hospital, I was proclaiming the blood of Jesus Christ. I believe today that God is going to move in a mighty way and shake up this world. I believe that God is beginning to bring about an injunction, a verdict, a judgment that has been placed upon this earth. And Satan has tried to enlarge his gates and make hell bigger. But my God is the builder of hell himself. He is the architect of hell himself. And it don't matter how much the devil tries to build and make hell any larger. My God said, except God builds the house, it is in vain. God said, every day, every Every person that the devil thought he had, I'm going to get them because I made it a certain size, and that's how many's going there, and I'm going to be ready under the power of God. Look at that right beside of you and say, You're going to heaven whether you like it or not. Mm -hmm. It's time to get scared. Some of y'all scared of me right now. That's fine. I'm not trying to scare you. I'm trying to share with you the power of God. 
God said, there ain't no sense of you sitting there and letting the devil keep you broke, busted, and disgusted, all worn down and oppressed and sitting literally sitting down with all hell, suppressed down, broken out there, standing up and, and being held down by the devil. It's time for you to rise up in the power of Almighty God, flex your Holy Ghost muscles, and declare unto the devil that God has gave his gavel down on his holy desk. And when he said it, God said, my ring of word will continue to work, and I'm going to put on my new mantle, and I'm going to start walking in the power that God has given me and the devil cannot take it away from me. He will not be able to take it away from me because God said, I'm going to make sure it prospers. Mm, smile as somebody say amen tonight. So God told me to come tell you tonight that prophetic words are keys to what the Holy Ghost is doing. Prophetic words. It's a key to what he's doing right now, what he's going to do, and what he wants to do in the future. But we, as a church, as an ecclesia, has got to start acting in faith. Prophetic words, rhema words, are keys to the kingdom's activity here on this earth. They are keys that release angels. They are keys that release angels in your life and in your regions and in your relationships and in your bank account. They are angels really paying attention out there of your prophetic words. And whether you realize it or not, when you speak, you are being prophetic. That's right. That's right. When you say, I'm broke, you broke. When you say, I'm an addict, you're an addict. When you say, I'm sick, what are you? But when you say I'm blessed, God said I got to make sure that's taken care of. When you say I'm delivered, you God says I got to make sure that what Tanya has just said is made care took care of. When you say living water worship sinners walking in the power of the Holy Ghost operating all nine gifts and people are getting healed, people are getting raised up from the dead, people are getting the power of the Holy Ghost moving in. When you begin to speak it like that, God said I got to follow after that word and I got to keep right on working on it. I got to keep right on working on it and keep right on working on it and keep right on working on it. And keep right on working on it until it comes back to me full of what you said the word is going to be. Someone shout out, Amen. You cannot be a true ecclesia without a ram of prophetic word of God. Isaiah 55, 8 through 11 tells us that prophetic words has an assignment. So I've been preaching behind this pulpit for the last 10, 12 services, maybe for the last 10, 12 months, and I've been prophesying to this church that you are a whole lot more than what you think you are, that you are a whole lot more powerful than what you think you are, that God has already set you free. All of that is prophetic words, and God said it don't matter how much you fight against it. It don't matter how much you fight against it on a daily basis. It don't matter how much you don't believe it. God spoke it, and when God spoke it, it's coming to pass. Look at somebody say, he's still working on you. He's still working on you. He's still working on you. He will not give up on you because somebody in your life proclaimed a prophetic rhema word and that rhema word has been chasing you and haunting you on a daily basis and you are jerked into this house tonight because God said, I prophesied and gave a verdict in your life and you cannot continually live the way you are. I've got to get you straight and I've got to get you lined up to go up with the fire of the Holy Ghost. Prophetic words are keys to us being what we need to be. Amen. Amen. So before I go further, i got to give you a dream that God gave me. I was standing here in the church and I was preaching in the dream. Thelma, the church was full to capacity. People were lined up on the outside. God was richly moving. 
Over here, I saw angels in the church with a purple sash on. Over here, I saw angels with a blue sash on. And in the middle of the church and flying over the church, I saw angels of light going from one corner to the next. And I began to ask the Lord, Lord, what are you telling me? And I began to remember as I studied in the scripture many years ago under my mentor, he began to share with me that white and purple and blue speak prophetically. They are governing colors in the kingdom of heaven. In fact, kings in the olden days wore purple. Government officials wore blue. And religious officials wore white. That means that there are ruling and reigning angels that are coming and being assigned to this church. Somebody needs to get happy. And they're coming in the king's delegated authority. And the king is beginning to mandate to us that we are going to begin to reign and rule in the very power of the Holy Ghost. And we're not going to be taken down by COVID anymore. We ain't going to be taken down by an infirmity anymore. And we ain't going to be taken down by our relationships breaking up anymore. And we ain't going to be taken down by our accounts in our bank not having no money anymore. We're going to be blessed and highly favored under the grace of Almighty. God. Somebody in this house needs to receive that and say, give me my paycheck right now in the name of Jesus. All these colors delegate governing authority. They are garment colors. And they are the colors of the garments of the people that were working under the king's authority and under the king's anointing. They are colors of lawmakers in the kingdom. I want you to look at that person right beside of you and say, did you know you could write a law in God's kingdom? That's a revelation to some of y'all. That's a revelation to some of y'all. That's what the working of miracles is. When you write a law that supersedes another law. Or you find a law that God has written and you enforce that law. If it is a death that is coming into your family, then you find the law of the spirit of life, which is in Jesus Christ. And you began to proclaim that and apply that law to that law. And the law of death has got to go leave in the house. Y'all following me? Amen. Turn with me to the book of Esther so I can break this down just a little bit as God begins to move and show us here today. How many already got a revelation tonight? Say amen. amen. Esther chapter number one. I want to show you these colors. Verse five and six. When the church has that, say amen. amen. It said, and when these days were expired, the king made a feast unto all the people that were present in Sushan, the palace, both unto God great and small. Seven days in the court of the garden of the king's palace, where were white, green, and blue hangings fastened with cords of fine linen and purple to silver rings and pillars of marble. The beds were of gold and the silver upon a pavement of red and blue and white and black marble. Look at verse number 10. And it says, On the seventh day, when the heart of the king was merry with wine, be, being commanded, Mehuman and Bitha and Harbona and Bigtha and Abagatha, Zethar and Carcass, the seven chamber lanes that served in the presence of Assyrius, the king. So here we have the people that were in the areas of the king. They were wearing blue garments, purple garments, white garments, and green garments. And there were chamberlains in the presence of the king. I want you to look at that person right beside of you and say, God gave me the key to the kingdom. 
The problem is we ain't using it right now. You are the chamberlain of God's kingdom. That means you can open any door you want to open. You can shut any door you want to shut. That means that you can bind anything you want to bind and you can loose anything you want to bind. They ain't nothing that can't be bound and they ain't nothing that can't be loosed. You have a language in you that literally allows you to have a nothing impossible moment when you're in prayer with the Lord speaking in another language and you have full access to everything in heaven and whatsoever you bind on this earth shall be bound up in heaven and whatsoever you loose on this earth shall be loosed up in heaven so you can loose anything that you feel like needs to be loosed in your life and you can bind up anything that's going on in your life everybody shout out I'm going to do that in Jesus name Amen. so God began to share with me about these angels I want to just give you a, 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 a quick little story that happened with Esther. There was a wicked man by the name of Haman that knew the king. And he went in and he talked to the king and he tricked the king into signing a law saying that you could murder a Jew and you could go out and confiscate his property as your own and it was perfectly 100% legal. What he didn't realize is later on, Esther, which was his wife that had won a beauty contest and he had wound up falling in love with her, Esther did not reveal that she was a Jew. So when Haman set that up, Esther and Mordecai, which was the Jews that were in the family now of the royal family, they were guilty or they were ready. They were at the point where they were going to be killed and there was nothing the king could do about it. And as time went on with that, Esther begins to go to the king and she reveals Haman's wicked plan. And Haman had been, went out and built the gallows because he was mad with her uncle Mordecai and he wanted to kill Mordecai. He had built that gallows. Now, when the king found out that the Haman, the wicked man, had built the gallows to hang Mordecai, the king got upset, and he began to issue an order to have Haman hanged on the very gallows that he built for Mordecai. So here today, I want you to understand this is where I'm coming from. The devil right now is trying to take you out. He's been trying to take you out. He's done everything he possibly could to kill you. He has gallows in the spiritual realm already built to carry you and to hang you and to take you out. But my God has revealed his plan. My God has shared a revelation and an enlightenment word and sent out a rainbow word and uncovered and exposed everything the hell is trying to do in your life. Somebody's getting happy. That very gallows that the devil himself has built to take you out with. That very thing that the devil put together to try to take you out of this world. God said, I'm going to take the very imp from hell and everybody that was used by him and I'm going to take him spiritually to the spiritual gallows and the very thing he tried to do to you, he's going to have to go through that very same thing that he intended for you because he intended it for evil on you. But I'm going to take the very thing that you had used against you and I'm going to use it for your good. Smile at someone say, I'm going to put on my mantle. So here we go. The king issues that order to have him and hanged on those gallows that he built for himself. But in this language, or in this book, in chapter number eight, we'll go there in a minute. Esther goes before the king, and she asks the king to reverse the evil decree. But the king didn't do that. In fact, he couldn't. He couldn't reverse that evil that evil decree. If he had, he would have been guilty of violating the law and he would have been taken out of the throne. Yeah. So when the king says something and he decrees something, it's going to be done. 
So when King Jesus decrees something in your life, it's going to be done. You can run all you want to run. You can go out yonder to the drug connection all you want to run. You can go to the nightclubs all you want to do. You can get drunk on the weekend you want to. You can sleep around all you want to. You can run out there and do anything you want to do. But let me tell you, that the word that has been proclaimed by that person that prayed for you, it's still out there working. And you're going to feel like you're sitting out there in the middle of that nightclub and you're all alone and there's a hundred people around you because you don't belong there. You belong in the kingdom of Almighty God. That's why you got so much mess in your life right now. You're running away from what people have declared over your life, what God has declared over your life. Because most people that is preached over you or preached to you, they heard God when He spoke that ram word and they said exactly what thus saith Almighty God. And God said, My word will not return, boy. It'll keep right on working. Amen. 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 I'm letting this sink in just a minute. I'm, I'm being very deliberate tonight. He did not reverse the law. But here's what he done. He delegated the very authority that he gave to Haman to Esther and to Mordecai. Now, kings don't usually do that. They do not go in. It, it was prophetic for us. It has a prophetic rhema word for us. This is the very same thing that King Jesus done for us on the cross of Calvary. This is the same thing that Jesus done for us. He took the very power that Satan had that was given to him by Adam itself and gave that authority right back to us. And he gave us the authority to write decrees and declare decrees unto the enemy and stop him right in his track to where he can't threaten you anymore. I'm going to tell you what. The church has stood around John for so many years and let the devil have his heyday. We need to rise up in the power that Jesus gave us on the cross through his resurrection and his ascension and his exaltation and say look at here that's a rhema word of almighty God God has given that injunction and when he gave that injunction you can't threaten me anymore you can't even begin to act against me anymore you can't do anything you can't even think about it and you can't even threaten me anymore when you do you violate the law of the king now you got to pay the king and when the king gives the decree you're going to have to pay me back four times the devil don't know who he played with because we know He's got to give us back four times everything that he took away. Amen. Smile over here. Y'all bother me a little bit. So, kings do not reverse the law and they do not take the authority given to one and give it to another. That's something Jesus done for us. The king gave Esther and Mordecai the law, the authority, to go in and rewrite the evil law. All right, all right. Uh, smile at that right beside him and say, when are you going to rewrite that law? Find another and say, when are you going to rewrite that law? Some of y'all need to go home tonight, take you a pen and pad out, and begin to rewrite some stuff. The devil said in my life that I was going to be a drunk and an addict on cocaine held up with chemical meth and all of this stuff and I ain't never going to be able to live with nobody and nobody going to ever be able to live with me. But I'm rewriting it right now. And I'm saying I'm free under the power of the blood of Jesus Christ. I'm going to have me a good husband. I'm going to have me a good wife and a good family. I'm going to be blessed. And you need to write it out, put it on your refrigerator and stand up under the power of Almighty God and tell the devil you can't threaten me anymore because God's ruled on my behalf. Amen. I'm gracious. You got the authority to bind what you want to bind. Loose what you want to loose. The keys of my kingdom are yours, Jesus told Peter. In Matthew chapter 16, he said, I'm going to give you the keys of the kingdom. 
I'm going to give you the keys of the kingdom. Turn to that right beside me and say, where's your keys at? Where's your key? Oh, the devil doing this in my life. Oh, I ain't got no money. I'm broken. I'm busted. I ain't got no work to do. Oh, my Lord, my car's tore up. I got a brain in my head and the bottom of my leg. Where's your key at? Because when the devil tries to shut the door, the Bible says that you got the key of David through Jesus Christ himself. And you can open up any door and you can close any door. And when you lock the door, the devil can't open it back up. And when you open up the door, he won't ever be able to shut it down. Where's your key? Where's your key at? You see, God, God is trying to do here in the living world worship center is raising up an army that knows what they got. They know that they got the authority of the cross of Jesus Christ behind them. They know they got the verdict of God behind them. They know that the devil has no right on this property. The devil has no right in this assembly. The devil has no right in your life. The devil has no right in your bank account. The devil has no right in your health. The devil has no right in your relationship. The devil has no right in your life at all. And it's time for you to rise up under the power of Almighty God and point him to the courtroom up in heaven and say God has already made the ruling boy get out of my house you need to file for what do they call that there you see for people a domestic dispute and all this stuff a restraining order you need to file another restraining order every time he shows up and tries to make you believe another way and you tell the Lord to tell him to stay off of your property and never come back again yeah. boy I preach tonight whether y'all want to take it or not So turn with me to Esther chapter number 8. Let's see what happens. You see, you might be thinking to yourself, Kip, you've been talking about the Holy Ghost. You ain't talked about the Holy Ghost tonight. Yes, I have. Because it is the power of the Holy Ghost that, that makes the devil give you back the restitution. On that day did the king Ahasuerus give the house of Haman the Jew's enemy unto Esther the queen. Smile at that person right beside of you and say, God, say, say like I mean to say, God has given you the enemy's house. That's why you can march into the enemy's camp right now and take back everything that he stole from you and a little bit more. He's given you the house of the enemy that has come against you, the Jews' enemy unto Esther the queen. And Mordecai came before the king, for Esther had told him what was under her, and the king took off his ring. Everybody hold out and say, I got a ring. Which he had taken from Haman and gave it unto Mordecai. And Esther set Mordecai over the house of Haman. Everybody haul out and say amen. amen. Anybody got a ring here tonight? Let me borrow your ring there just a minute. Now this is Sissy's ring. I can't get this off later on. The king gave to Mordecai his ring. He gave him the signet ring of the kingdom. God said that Jesus on the cross gave you the signet ring of the kingdom. What a signet ring was, it had the royal decree on it, and every time a law was passed, he had to go up there and hit it on a piece of wax then put it in there permanently and say, I am doing this in the name of the king. Everybody just hold your hand up like this right here and ball up your fist and you say, devil, I'm doing this in the name of the king. Look at the devil and say, devil, give me back my paycheck. 
give me back my stuff. I'm coming to get my stuff right now. I want four times what you take away from me. I demand hell to give it back to me right now in the name of Jesus. I will not live another day without everything that hell took from me. And four more times, you're going to give it back to me in interest because I'm moving under the power of the Holy Ghost. And I want you to hold that hand up and say, look at God's signet ring is on my hand and I step it in the name of Jesus Christ. It's mine and you got to bow down in the name of Jesus. Somebody hold out and say amen. I'm operating in the name of Jesus, not the name of, the name of Sissy. So he gave him the signet ring and put him over the devil's house. Oh, I'm ready for the day Aunt Janice here in the church when them crack addicts and them crack dens and them drug connections out there has to be put back into the name of the church. Bible says that the wealth of the wicked is going to be given back to us. Some of y'all right now are going to get property that the drug houses have got, was, was literally taken away from them. Because God said, I've given you my signet ring. And now if you'll operate it and put my indenture on your decree, then nothing can stop you from doing what God wants you to do. Amen. Verse 3 says, And Esther spake yet again before the king and fell down at his feet and besought him with tears to put away the mischief of Haman the Agai and his device that he had devised against the Jews. Then the king held out the golden scepter toward Esther, so Esther arose and stood before the king. And he said, If it pleased the king, and if I found favor in his sight, and the thing seemed right before the king, and I be blessed in his eyes, let it be written to reverse the letters devised by Haman, the son of Amenadatha, the Ag Agathite, which he wrote to destroy the Jews which are in the king's provinces. For how can I endure to see the evil that shall come upon my people? Or how can I endure to see the destruction of my kindred? So I want to ask you tonight. Are you mad with the devil because he's been trying to kill your family? I said, are you really mad with the devil because he's been trying to kill your family? Are you mad with the devil because he's been trying to shut this church down? Are you mad with the devil because he tried to shut your life down? I want you to get something here. I want you to look at it. It said, Then the king, in verse number 7, Master said unto Esther the queen and to Mordecai the Jew, Behold, I have given Esther the house of Haman, and him that have hanged upon the gallows, because he laid his hand upon the Jews. Hmm. God has... Lord, you going to let me say it? God says, I have given you the house of that devil. Because he laid his hands on my child. I'm mad with him. Because of what he done to saith almighty God. He's taken out some of y'all. And some of your family. When they didn't have to go. He killed someone because they didn't want their time. It was a spirit that families allowed to come in. And that spirit took them out. And it was put in there. But there were some people that prayed. And as the time went on, we had been released from that mess. And now God has given us the signet ring. And he's put us over that house. I want you to know the devil had heyday with this church for many years. But let me share with you that decade is over with. This is a new time. This is a new era. And we're walking in a new anointing. We're entering into the realm of the miraculous and the realm of glory. And tonight we're putting on a brand new mantle. And we're going to go in the government authority of Almighty God. And we're going to show hell exactly who we are. And we 
people are going to rise up under the power of Almighty God and people are going to see that there's a church that knows that there's a God that's got power that can change some stuff and change things right now in the name of Jesus. Amen. Where did I stop? Somebody help me. I get excited up here. Verse 8. Write ye also for the Jews as it liketh, as it liketh you in the king's name and seal it with the king's ring. Look at that neighbor right beside him and say, write a new law. Write, a new law. write it as you feel like you need to. Exactly the way you want to write it. God's giving you full authority right now. Everybody holler out and say he's giving me full authority. You got the authority right now in the name of Jesus Christ to write your law the way you want to write your law. If your children thinking they gay, you got a right to sit down and rewrite that law. If your children think that they're going to be out there and they're going to live the way they want to live and not pay attention to Jesus Christ, you got the right to write that law. If you got a drug addict for a son, you can write that law down right now and change that right now in the name of Jesus Christ. If your family is literally going crazy under the oppression and decision of the devil, write down a brand new law the way you want to write it down and declare it and send it out there and stamp it with the ring of Almighty God and the devil will not be able to go no further. If you want your child in this church right beside you, write a new law. If you want your preacher to get some more anointing, write a new law. If you want Blame Bro to be one for the power of Almighty God, write a new law. We are in the gate of Blamer, North Carolina, and God said the gates of hell will not prevail against my ecclesia. We are in the gate, opening up the door of heaven to come down in the glory, and the devil must leave the gate right now in the name of Jesus Christ. I rewrite the law in the name of Jesus and stamp it with the signet ring. Glory is here, and God is with somebody in this house. Got to give God some glory. Can I read a little bit more? Amen. Look what he said. He said, write you also to the Jews as it liketh you in the king's name and seal it with the king's ring. For the writing which is written in the king's name and sealed with the king's ring, no man can reverse. <laughs> oh, the devil don't know what's happening right now. God said, if you'll write it tonight, the devil can't reverse it. So I'm going to write a few right now. Is that all right? Genesis, all right to write just a few. Right now, Timmy Wright is going to preach the gospel from this pulpit before too very long. And John Hargrave is going to stand up here and he's going to preach the gospel through the power of Almighty God. Robbie Bass is going to stand up here and he's going to preach the word of Almighty God. And he's going to preach it to the point to where he becomes a general in the army of Almighty God. Tanya is going to stand up here and she's going to teach these young children how to be young and old at the same time. And Selma is going to come in here with her very husband, Tom, and they're going to bring the African-American community in this church. And D is going to get back into this house and your children are going to get saved and every one that thinks they're gay is going to get straight in the name of Jesus Christ. I'm releasing and rewriting the law in the name of Jesus. I'm stepping with the signet ring of Almighty God and we ain't going to be a broke church no more. We're going to be a church that is rolling in the money from the heaven because all the wealth of the wicked is going to be turned over to us. We're going to have so much to do and so much power to do. We can keep this church open 24 hours a day seven days a week. I'm rewriting the law in the name of Jesus. Somebody hold out and say, I'm going to rewrite that law. I'm not sick anymore. You're not sick anymore. Your children are saved. 
Your grandchildren are saved. I'm healed. You're healed. We're blessed. We're just, oh my God, get up and give God some praise. It's time for some praise in this house. I got to hurry up, y'all. What we just done, no man's going to reverse it. Tom Judson's coming home in the name of Jesus. We're writing that law right now. Devil, you hear me in the name of Jesus Christ. He's coming back home. The power of God is going to be so evident in this church when we pull up on the outside in our parking lot. People are going to fall out their cars under the glory of Almighty God. We're going to have people running into this hall under the power of Almighty God, throwing their marijuana, throwing their crack cocaine, throwing their chemical meth, and giving it to Jesus. We're coming after the devil's gate, and we're going to move forward in the power of Almighty God because we're operating under the king's anointing. I'm putting on my brand new mantle right now in the name of Jesus. Devil, get ready. Because here comes God. Yeah, 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 yeah. Grab your Bible while you're there. Let's read a little bit. Mm. Then were the king's scribe called at the time of the third month. That is the month of Savan. On the three and twentieth day thereof. You know, people tell you all the time, don't you date your prophecies. Somebody on your cell phone right now. Type in on your cell phone. Anybody got a cell phone in here if you ain't? You got one? Type in what month corresponds in the English calendar to the Jewish calendar in the month of Savan. And he said, there were the king's scribes called at the third the time in the third month. That is the month of Savan. On the third, three, and the twentieth day thereof. And it is was written according to all that Mordecai commanded unto the Jews, to the lieutenants, the deputies, the rulers of the provinces which are in India unto Ethiopia, 127 provinces, unto every province according to the writing thereof, and unto every people after their language, and to the Jews according to their writing and according to their language. And he wrote in the king Ahasuerus' name and sealed it with the king's ring and sent letters by post on horseback and riders on mules, camels, and young dromedaries. Wherein the king granted the Jews, which were in every city, to gather themselves together and to stand for their life, to destroy, to slay, and to cause to perish all the power of the people in the province that would assault them, both little ones and women, and to take the spoil of them for prey. And the church needs to say amen. amen. Upon one day in all the provinces of King Asherus, namely upon the 13th day of the 12th month, which is the month Adar. Find out what month is Adar for me. The copy of the writing for the commandment to be given in every province was published unto all the people and that the Jews should be ready against the day to avenge themselves on their enemies. So the post that rode upon mules and camels went out being hastened and pressed on by the king's commandment and the decree was given at Sushan the palace and Mordecai went out from the presence of the king in royal apparel. Everybody underline that royal apparel. Circle it. That means he put on a brand new mantle. He put a royal apparel of blue and white and 
and with a great crown of gold and a garment of fine linen and purple and the city of Shushan rejoiced and was glad and the Jews had light and gladness and joy and honor and in every province and in every city wheresoever the king's commandment and his decree came the Jews had joy and gladness a feast and a good day and many of the people of the land became Jews for the fear of the Jews fell upon them amen Bust them up to sit on. Roughly May or June. May June. Uh, I knew it was. I just wanted to look it up. Everybody say June the 23rd. June the 23rd. June the 23rd. Say it again. Say June the 23rd. June the 23rd. How many more days we got? Uh, two weeks. Everybody say two weeks. Two weeks. All right, what's the month of Adar? Are you ready? What day? Look over there. Tell me what day in the month of Adar. The 13th, wasn't it? Is that right? 14th. Is that right? 13th day. 13th day. 13th day of March, right? So from June the 23rd of this year to I feel the unction of the Holy Ghost right now, Dan. I'm telling you. From June the 23rd to March the 14th, two weeks from now to March the 13th, here's what we're going to do. Are you ready now? Amen. If you got a drug addict for a son, you got a drug addict for a child, you got somebody hooked up in the sex dens of the world, here's what you're going to do. You're going to write a new law. And you're going to publish it to every one of the crack addicts or the, crack, the drug connections that they got. You're going to find out where they're getting their drugs from. And I'm praying right now that God will reveal them where it's at. Amen. And you're going to mail them a letter in the mail. How many ready for that? Amen. Right. You're going to mail them a letter in the mail and you're going to tell them that's my child that you're killing. And you're going to stop killing him in the name of Jesus Christ. The ABC store, you're going to write a letter to them and you're going to tell them, you better write this down because you better do it. You're going to write the ABC store in that county that you're in and you're going to tell them that Timmy Wright or whoever it is that wants to buy this or buy that, if John wants to go buy him a case of liquor, if anybody wants to do it, to sell it to them because the minute that they sell it to them, they are violating the very kingdom of Almighty God and God will recompense them. Amen. Are you ready now? All right. If Ben spends a whole lot of money at the Schoolhouse on faith. She's going to write the goddess counselor and say, I want you to check him every day because that's my child and the devil ain't taking that's him right. down. That's in the right. name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. This is the power of God that's now. That's right. You're going to write every doctor that has diagnosed you a disease and you're going to write every doctor that has diagnosed your family a disease and you're going to tell them that they have violated the law of Almighty God and you're going to send out and decree it and stamp it in the very signet ring of Almighty God and you're going to go against that in the power of the Holy Ghost and you're going to be delivered by the power of the Holy Ghost. Anybody ready to receive that tonight? If your children are acting stupid, you're going to write them a letter. If your mama is acting stupid, you're going to write them a letter. If your daddy is acting stupid, you're going to write them a letter. Y'all with me tonight? Amen. I'm going to write some too. I got something already got set up. As a matter of fact, I wrote two today. I want you to write your child a letter. I don't want you just to tell them because when you tell them, they think you're grumbling with them. I want you to write them and say, Thus saith Almighty God, You are mine. 
you will not continue living the way you've been living. You will not be with that woman. You will not be with that man. You will get yourself straight. You will be delivered. And you'll come off of that alcohol. And you're going to come off of them drugs. And you will not visit the ABC store in the name of Jesus Christ. And I want you to signify and put your stamp and your hand on it. And put down it in a little ring as you can draw it. And say, in the name of Jesus Christ, the King of all kings and the Lord of all lords, it is done because God has already ruled that verdict on you. Amen. Oh, I want to know how many can believe that tonight. Amen. Amen. Let's go back just a minute. And Mordecai went out from the presence, verse 15, of the king in a royal apparel of blue and white. Remember, in my dream, I saw angels over here with a purple sash. I saw angels over here with a blue sash. And I saw angels going all over the top of us in white. Purple represents the king's authority. Blue represents the Holy Ghost in action and the gifts of the fruit of the Spirit. And white represents holiness and purity and righteousness and justice. Just as the white dove come down on Jesus and announced that he was the Son of God, just as the pillar of the cloud went before the children of Israel in the wilderness, just as the lightning come down on top of the Mount Sinai, just as in the resurrection there were angels of white, just as there was an awakening and God's breath that was breathed upon man and the power of Almighty God, we are beginning to move in a supernatural convergence of the ages, and God said he's looking for somebody that will enforce his verdict. Now, here's what's happening. He said, any word that's a rhema word that has been declared is constantly working. So he's saying words that were spoken by Noah, words that were spoken by Moses, words that were spoken by any preacher to you, any Word that is a ram of word from God has not stopped working yet. It means it's still working. Says the bowels up in heaven, the bowls up in heaven are filled with that ram of word. And when the Bible says that we were healed by the stripes of Jesus Christ, those words are still working. When God said that the devil was put to an open shame on the cross and every demonic devil was showed that God was the very God of all God, Jesus was the King of kings, that those words are still working. And God says you're in a new era. And that new era is going to reach back to the old ages. Grab every one of them words. Pull them up in your life and converge them right now for the perfect time, the proper time, the time for you to do what God wants you to do. Now, if you believe the God that you serve is as big as you say he is, I want to see you do this. How many is ready to receive it? Mordecai put on his new apparel. God is now mantling his people with a governing apparel. God has just put you as the governor of this region. He has clothed you with his governing authority. You have his signet ring in your hand. And he wants you to use that signet ring to conduct business. Everybody hold out and say, Devil, I'm about to conduct some business. You're going to write some new laws. Amen. Amen. 
demons are about to be hanged in your life. Adversaries are going to begin to be finished and punished in your life. So God told me to come to you tonight as I close and to tell you to activate your covering angels in your life right now. He said, go in there and activate levels that you've never seen before in your life. Someone shout out, amen. Yeah. Activate the decrees of the Holy Ghost that you've heard and you decree them. Activate a worldwide revival by the power of the Holy Ghost. Let it move into this generation that some of them ain't never come to church. Engage and bring rhema words to pass. God said for you to open up doors to your miracles and began to accelerate the convergence of the anointings of the ages to be poured on you and accelerate the harvest of souls that are coming into the house of Almighty God. He said activate my kingdom government here on this and rewrite evil laws. He said, I will take your words and I'll go to Washington, D.C. I'll go to Portland. I'll go to Seattle. I'll go to Los Angeles and I'll rewrite Roe versus Wade. I'll rewrite your need to find marriage because this is my nation. I call this nation and I will not let hell enlarge its gates here in this nation because this nation is the Israel of the West and it shall be done because God has gave the verdict. Somebody shout amen. I want you to synergize the armies of heaven and earth because God's rhema word is never going to come back empty. We got to engage those rhema words and we got to do it in faith. God said Tom Worm was healed. Activate it in the name of Jesus. Everybody hold out and say Tom Worm is healed in the name of Jesus. God said, Tom Judson is healed. Everybody holler out and say, Tom Judson is healed in the name of Jesus. The ram of God said, Tim Wright was a general in the army of God. Everybody holler out, and I'm picking on Tim tonight. I hope you don't get mad with me, but I'm putting out a ram of words because I claimed him. And I want you to hear me. Everybody holler out and say, Tim Wright is a general in God's army. In Jesus' name. I want you to look at John back yonder and say, John, you're a general in God's army in Jesus' name. I want you to look at Betty up here and I want you to tell her and say, you are God's general in God's army in the name of Jesus. I want you to look at Katrina over here and say, Clinton and Roseboro shall be yours. You are a general in the kingdom of God's army in the name of Jesus. Speak it out. Talk to her. Tell her that it's that way. You're a general because God said we're going to rewrite some laws. Amen. God said, I've activated the angels already. I've activated them already. I've answered your prayers. In Revelation 5 and 8, there's angels that collect the prayers of the saints. And they put it in bowls. My Aunt Belinda stood in this church many years ago. And she taught one of the best messages I've ever heard in my life. And she talked on the bowl in heaven when it gets filled up with the power of Almighty God and the prayers of the saints. That one day, God would send the angels to tip that bowl over. And when he tipped that bowl over, his cup of wrath would be full. And every prayer that has been prayed by the house of God and the church of God and the generals of God and the very Mordecai's and the Esther's of God, every prayer will be released and every angel will be released and hell will be put on the do 
us go. And I want you to know, Aunt Belinda, I still remember it. I still know it. And you prophesied it. And it's coming to pass in 2021. You might not be a part of this assembly right now, but you're still a part of this assembly. And I want you to know right now that your prophecy is going to come to pass before you ever die. Because we're going to see it. And it's going to start on the 23rd of June, 2021. And it will last until March 13th of 2022. And then God said you're going to get into another era. So smile at somebody and say, we got a whole lot of work to do. Y'all with me tonight, amen. God has provided a new mantle for living with a worship center. Ask your neighbor right beside you, say, will you activate it? Will you get busy with it? My worship team come. Now you had a whole lot of hollering and a whole lot of skipping and a whole lot of clapping of hands. Now it's time to get right. Now it's time to you respond. It's time to rewrite some laws. I wonder tonight how many of you are ready to rewrite some laws. There's a song that we sing. And it says, even when I don't know it, he's working. Even when I don't feel it, he's working. Even when I don't see it, he's working. So God's been working. Slap that beside me and say, God's still working. Somebody shout amen like you mean to stand to your feet. But I raise a hallelujah in the presence of
Father, as we have anointed each pew tonight, we rewrite that law. We claim every person that has sat in those pews. We claim them back in the house of the Lord. Father, now we command the devil to cease and desist in the name of Jesus. Father, let no one leave this house tonight without knowing that they're right with you. I'll give you the praise. I'll give you the glory in Jesus' name. Father, now as we join together in your unity and your love and your power, we stand forward tonight, Lord, and we put on our new mantle. We will move in the governing authority of the kingdom of Almighty God. Nothing will be impossible to us from this point. Father, we just praise your Holy Spirit tonight. Have your way in our house tonight. Have your way. In Jesus' name.
Amy just received the Lord as her Savior. Pastor. I know, I saw that. And she's already got her prayer language. Already. Amen. Hey. Amen. Give the Lord a good hand. <laughs>